welcome this morning to Ayers Christian Center Church, our Relationship Boot Camp 2022. Uh, uh, if you turn me up just a little bit, please. Uh, 2022, and um, you know, we, we've been walking through a few things. Uh, we've been walking through uh, just, you know, we, we have all these relationship boot camps, so again, we're trying to hear God for new revelation, but at the same time, relationship boot camp is once a year. So imagine if you went to school and you learned math once a year or English once a year, you know? Imagine if you just learned it once a year. We would be some underdeveloped people because what happens is you hear it, you would have heard it in school, right? And then you would have came back a year later I mean, some stuff you would grab, some stuff you would pick back up, some stuff you were like, did I hear this before? All right. So <laughs> when he said that, it made me think about um, when I was in school, I really didn't know how to uh, like uh, measurements and all of those things I did not like. And so I sat there time after time trying to hear and understand, you know, all the different um, measurements, you know, it could be, you know, the ruler, all of the things, right? And so um, lately, now here I am in my 60s, right? And I was like, y'all look over here, look over here. <laughs> they okay, they, they're all right. <laughs> so anyway, I never really thought how important it was to learn and know measurements. And so it would say something like, you need it. Okay, so let me back up. So I'm, I'm doing this lifestyle change with my health. So I've been eating right. I've been trying to, um, you know, exercise, do the things I need to do for this temple. Because, you know, you know we got to take care of this temple. Well, I have all these recipes. And the recipe calls for, obviously, different measurements, right? And so one of them said, one-eighth. I said, what, one-eighth? What the heck? I said, I said, let me see if I got one-eighth as a, as a measuring thing. I couldn't find one. So I was like, what is an eighth? And I mean, it was going on and on. The fourth. I mean, it was like two-thirds. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And so here at the time when I was supposed to learn it, I said to myself, uh, this, won't, this won't even matter years later. It won't matter. But... It actually matters. And so here I am fumbling around, calling Siri. Siri, can you <laughs> help me to break this down? You know, when if I had availed myself to that, those lessons, I would have been ready and it just would have been so, so much easier. So I just wanted to piggyback on that because I thought that was really good, you know. Go ahead. All right. Internet issue. All right. So, so I do. Yeah. So, so what we've been trying to do is, is, is make sure we stimulate what you've already gotten, but also add some things or enhance what you haven't had. And so sometimes you'll hear stuff like, I haven't heard that before, but we've actually said it before. And sometimes it's stuff that you hadn't heard before. So the Lord was saying this particular time, he says, okay, we're going to talk about relationships, all, all, uh, every level of relationships, but also to recognize there's some... Uh, some deficiency. And so we opened up with talking about our relationship with God because a lot of times there's a God deficiency. So in other words, when you look for something, you know, 
if, if, if all of a sudden you have headaches and stuff like that, uh, you have a lot of aches and pains, well, there's a, there's a hydration, there's a water deficiency, right? And it's the same thing in your life. Sometimes uh, uh, our life seems dry and, 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 and there's a God or there's a water or word deficiency. And so that's why we talked, talked about our relationship with God. And then we talked about commitment and love and commitment because ultimately uh, there's, there's been a deficiency there too. Thank you. A, a deficiency to operate in love, a deficiency um, to understand how to operate. We're going to get a little more on the commitment maybe uh, Wednesday or next week. All right. And so then we talked about just... Uh, uh, just the relationships with family because there's a, there was a, a parent deficiency or discipline deficiency or addressing be, behavior deficiency. And it's a struggle because some of us, uh, we've been talk, we were talking about in um, the Bible study fellowship. We've got a lot of stuff going on around here, so, so, so keep in mind. Bible study fellowship, Bible school, like I, I, <laughs> this is like fumes for me. Uh, but we were talking about... Um, we were talking about how the, whole, how the adversary tries to interrupt the sermon with all this stuff. Uh, but we were talking about how just in parenting there's a particular flow. And parenting is difficult, especially if you hadn't been parented or you've been abused. Because what's your thought if you've been abused? Uh, I, I know a parent, they were abused physically and it's like, I'm never going to spank my child. So they wasn't playing off of what the child needed, they was playing off of what they went through, right? And so they wasn't doing what was best for the child, they was doing what was convenient and comfortable for them. So they hadn't uh, uh, allowed the Lord to heal them through the trauma or they hadn't forgiven it. Because you get, if you forgive it, you, that starts your process of healing, right? So a lot of times uh, we're not thinking about what's best for the child, so you're actually gonna carry some dysfunction along because Correction and discipline is a part of loving a child, right? You know, as they, as they grow through some things. And so, so we talked about some of that in parenting, but we, we also talked about how to navigate, how to address behavior, not, um, not react, but respond, right? Um, and, and so, uh, and hopefully, eventually, we'll get into uh, uh, a vision deficiency, because that's big. So mm. hopefully we'll get to that. And, you know, maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we'll get to that Wednesday. Uh, but today we want to really get into uh, and uh, getting into a harmony deficiency. A harmony deficiency. Mm. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the power of agreement. The power of agreement. And for this particular uh conversation today, uh, we'll recognize how agreement is important in every relationship, not just in marriage or friendships or, or courtship or premarital uh, or ministry, but in every relationship, agreement is big and it's, pow and it's powerful. And, and so the first thought here is agreement is a fight. Agreement mm -hmm. is a fight. So we always talk about you have to fight for agreement, mm -hmm. right? So, so if you think about if I'm really fighting for something, that means I just can't get it easy. It's not going to happen by osmosis. And so, so, so all of our, what, our TV shows, our movies, um, they played a part like, you know, they meet, they fall in love, 
and it's happily ever after, but you don't get to see the rest of the story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just saw, you know, they woke up together and it was wonderful, and now they're out on a boat at the end of the movie, they're smiling, and you figure they're living on that boat out in that water the whole, for the rest of their life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, it just doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not that simple. Or they just got the house, you know, the movie in, and they got the house, and they're in the house, and finally they, they you know, uh, one of my favorite movies is Serendipity. You know, so, so finally they, because they, that, that's really our story, how we were in the same place and couldn't see each other, and we went, she left the church, went to another church, and we still ended up back together. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I love serendipity. You know, guys may think that's weak, but I don't really care what you think. <laughs> so, you know, I like what I like. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I like Christmas movies, too. He does. Uh, yeah. I do action. The action's my favorite, but I'm, I'm a Christmas movie guy. Right? Uh, especially the Christmas love stuff. I like stuff like that. Hallmark. Right. Hallmark. You said Hallmark. So, so Ed with me. Say thank you. I'm not, I'm not by myself. There's some other people with us, Ed, but they, you know, they think they're going to lose their man card if they tell you the truth. So they sneak and watch stuff. You know, so then when you come in the room, they change the channel real quick to the, to the game. Look, what? look, I got something in my eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You're crying. You ain't nothing in your eye. And, and the, thing is, the thing is, because I've always loved the love. Mm. Even when I was coming up, I wanted to be in love. And so, so, so the interesting thing is, is it's a fight to get to that harmony. Yeah. And the movie don't show us that. Serendipity, they get together, and the movie's over, right? It was not a serendipity two, three, four, five, and six. That's when you would have saw the arguments, the misunderstanding. The, you gonna leave those clothes like that? So, so, so are you gonna like, like work work, or are you gonna continue to freelance? Right? That's a part of the movie, too. Or like, I keep hearing you talk about, in theory, what you're going to do, but 15 years don't went by. Mm. So, you know, we, we, we were in our 30s. We were crossing over in our 40s and striking distance to our 50s. So what is this kicking in? You understand what I'm saying? That's a part of the movie. So, so you have to fight, to, uh, fight for agreement. I've I'm, I'm, got to work with you. I know you do. What I got to do. All right, so Amos 3.3 says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Mm -hmm. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? Um, can you stand up for a second? Sure. All right, so, so let's, let's, you guys probably can see us. I know we got some restrictive stuff. So, so we're together. We're walking together, right? All right, and so, so if we stay in agreement, we're going to experience the same things at every step, at every stage. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Right? So, 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 so we're walking together. We, we just we'll act like we're moving, okay? But we act like we're moving forward, but we're really in place, okay? Use your imagination on this one, right? All right, so we're, we're walking together. Something hits my mind. You know, so, so we agree, hey, 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 so we're going to go down here and we'll get here. Oh, my God, it's going to be fulfilling. Oh, God's wow. going to, oh, this I'm is, so this is yeah, oh. I'm excited too. Now, this is what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what she's hearing, right? She's saying, and I'm hearing it. We're hearing the same things, right? Mm -hmm. You agree, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, oh, oh, we so excited. So as we're walking, something hit my mind. 
oh, man, you know, I think that's a good idea, but I don't want to say that to her. She's going to start asking questions. Ain't nobody trying to hear no questions right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go check this out, and then what I'm going to do is, so she's still walking. And I'm, oh, you know, let me just see. I think that, oh, man, you know what? I probably should talk to her about this. Ah, nah, nah. She be asking me questions, man. Anybody trying to ask no questions and stuff like that? So, so once, hey, once this work out, she going to be excited, right? And then, you know, and then, oh, I got to do this now? Oh, you mean I got to shift this? And, and man, I got to shift this? Oh, Ooh, man. It's oh, taken oh, a long so time so to I get to where shift. we thought we oh, were going. Hey, let me see. Lord, hey, you know what? Should, hey, so let me check this, this long? Hey, why am I going through this right now? Oh why goodness. am I going through this? I, I don't like understand God. You know, Matt, Mel's going to be mad. Man. Listen, man. He's I, supposed I, to be leading. Look, look. I done got so caught up in something. Look, we're not walking together. Because mm-hmm. we're not in agreement. Right? Mm-hmm. We have to stay in agreement. Right? So, so, so Matthew 18, 19. Let's look at Matthew 18, 19. And so we have, we have a foundation at our house. We're going to be in agreement. That's why I, I, I wasn't just making that up. We hold hands all the time. You know, 29 years later, we still holding hands. Um, we was in... Uh, <laughs> There's a lot going on in our life. So we did class, we did Bible school yesterday from 7 to 9. And after Bible school, we went to Atlanta. And so went to Atlanta, was down there for a couple of hours to support someone that, that we care about. And then we came back last night. So, <laughs> so I ended up uh, interrupting the Bobbins, had to call them because I had to finish. I still had to do the artwork. You know what I'm saying? So, but while we were down there, we were, we were with people and... I just realized that, you know, I was like, man, man, this girl, we locked in. We was holding hand, right? Right, because we do things for agreement. We speak the same thing, you know? So I remember when it was time for us to, to come, uh, to move closer to starting the church, uh, we had agreed, and as we agreed, she, an opportunity came up. So when the opportunity came up, she said, so, babe, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. She wasn't being facetious or nothing, and so... Like all, all of us, when she started, the opportunity didn't line up with what we said we were going to do, which we had never done, which was in the uncertainty realm, right? Coming to Charlotte, we had never been to Charlotte in our entire life. Was she, the opportunity she had had more of a sure thing. I mean, something, it was just a new opportunity. When she said it, something pulled on me on the inside. And so, so I had a choice, right? I can go, well, I don't want to say nothing. She already said this is what she's going to do is the opportunity, right? But we decided to be in agreement. So I said, babe, how does that line up with what we said we're going to do? And she, it wasn't like she was against. She just said, nah. She said, gave me an answer. She says, it really doesn't. She said, you know what? I, I just worried really one thing about kind of going with her momentum, right? So it's not personal. It's nothing for me to get offended about. And then she said this. She says, babe, from time to time, I'm going to need some faith boosters. We could call them agreement boosters, like us revisiting it just so I can, you know, be mindful of it because it's, it's an interruption to our default, right? Matthew 18, uh, 19. It says, again, I say unto you, verse 19, I'm so, I apologize. 
It says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, honor, character, there, there am I in the midst of them. So touching and agreeing on anything. Look, it says that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. So agreement is, is big, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, first, go ahead. Well, no, I wanted to kind of interject here. First off, it says, again, I say. Now, this is Jesus actually uh, saying this. He says, again, I say. Again. So he's making a point. Like, no, I need you to hear this. Again, I say. And I was thinking about how important, so, like even today, y'all, we are in this place and just to let you know how important it is for um, the power of agreement, think about it. We started this ministry and God gave us a vision, right? Imagine, y'all, if we're here and let's say uh, I'm over here doing this, I'm over here doing that, he's over here doing this and, and doing all that. And then now what God told us to do is not actually happening at all. We are now separated and this ministry couldn't function if we weren't in agreement. Honestly, that's how big it is. We have to be in agreement because if we're not, this, everything would just fall apart. You see what I'm saying? So this church is held up with the power of agreement. Seriously. I mean, it's so easy to get in ministry, and there's so many facets to ministry that you can find yourself doing this, doing that. He don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what he's doing. And, and, and you, can, you can potentially get lost because there's so many layers of what we do here in ministry, right? So we got to be on the same page. Well, guess what? We got to be on the same page, but we all got to be on the same page. We're one body in Christ. That's what the scripture says. We're many members, but all, and, and all having different offices, but we're one body in Christ. He, think about it. He's saying he wanted us to understand the power of agreement because if we are all as one, these many different parts is one, there's power in that because all these parts are coming together as one. So we speak the same, we, we think the same, we read the same, we believe the same way, and the power of God actually rests on what we do. So I wanted to bring that out. And, and so a part of that fight is navigating through the uncomfortable part and maybe the, the, the not-so-ideal relationships. And, and so, so I'm not talking about courtship and premarital. I'm talking about marriage mm. in this particular case. Or I'm talking about I'm already committed to the partnership of business. Or I'm already committed mm. in, 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 in the ministry together, right? All right. But uh, the scripture says, 1 Corinthians 7, 12 and 13. Uh, I thought this was interesting. We were actually having this discussion on the road. Uh, but it says, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 12 and 13. It says this. It says, but to the rest speak I, not the Lord. So, so this is him saying, he said, this is, this, is, this is what the impression I got from learning from the Lord. He says, if any brother has a wife, that believeth not, she shall be, she shall, uh, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. So let's say if the wife is unbelie unbelieving, but, but not, not a hard heart fighting against what you believe, just is not at that level yet. Uh, not 
trying to get, you know, you believe in God and trying to get you to worship some type of cult mm -hmm. or conform to the world, you know, all right, it says don't, don't just put her away because she, doesn't, she hasn't gotten to that place of belief yet, mm -hmm. right? Verse 13, it says, uh, it says, and the woman which has a husband that believeth not, it says, if he be pleased to dwell with her. Now, dwell is a key word now. This is not, we're not talking about uh, a, uh, what could I say, uh, roommate. Mm -hmm. That ain't, you ain't really dwelling together. You just, you just got two, two single people that got the same place to stay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're not really dwelling together. You know, you're not working towards the same goal. It says, uh, uh, what did I say? Oh, for the woman that, which has a husband that believes not, if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. It says, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. Mm -hmm. It says, ooh, the wife can sanctify? Sanctify, it didn't say cover, it says sanctify, right? It says, it says, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Now, after the colon is the key here. It says, else were your children unclean, but now they are holy. Mm -hmm. It says, look, it says, <laughs> like, so, so what it's saying is the, un the unbelieving is sanctified by the believing. Now, this is people that are already in a commitment, so there's a grace. There's a, there's a period of grace mm -hmm. for people to believe. Right. right now, somebody will take this and try to convert it into well. That's why when I met this person, they're unbelieving. So I'm trying to sanctify them to believe. You're not in a covenant with that person. Right. You can't sanctify somebody as unbelieving, and you're not in a covenant. They they was unbelieving when you met them. They're gonna be unbelieving later. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like it was, it was, it was, the snake bites you. And you was like, well, you knew I was a snake when you, when you took me in, right? <laughs> Right, so this is when you're in a covenant, but there's a grace because remember, a hard heart doesn't just affect the person that has a hard heart. It can it affect it can affect the person that's sanctified. That's true. So if, if that heart gets too hard, God is not saying you know hang out in abuse, but what God is saying is fight for a level of agreement where you guys could get to harmony. It's also not saying let that person live that way their entire life. Every day should be a step towards harmony. So harmony is you both believe, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The goal is you both believe, not, oh, we'll talk about that later. I don't want to get into that. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no, I want to interject there because um, even if, let's say, the, the saved wife or even, let's say, they're just unequally yoked in terms of where they are in their spiritual walk even, um, God will actually uh, sanctify Let's say it's a husband and wife. Let's say the wife is doing all the things of God, but the husband, maybe he's just a baby in Christ. He's immature in Christ, right? Well, there's a grace like you talked about. Mm -hmm. Remember you talked about there's like a grace. And so um, what, what, what happens is even when, um, sorry, even when, um, lost my train of thought, so y'all. There's a grace. Mm -hmm. There's a grace. And so let's say that woman is going in. I mean, she's praying her heart out. And so that, that marriage doesn't suffer. There's a grace. That marriage may not suffer like it would if that woman wasn't going in. So God, even in his uh, grace and his mercy, he honors that woman. And so now blessings doesn't just overpass them. 
Because think about it. You, you can almost feel like, you know, dang, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. My husband, he barely going to church. But I know he loves the Lord. He's barely reading the Bible. He's, re- he's barely praying, you know. And the woman is going in, and so she can potentially feel like, you know, wow, you know, the blessings of God is really not resting on us because if both of us were doing it, oh, my God, where would we be? You know, blessings be chasing us down. So I don't, you know, I wanted to say that because some people might feel like, well, dang, you know, I'm, I'm here and my husband's here or vice versa, one wife or whatever. And so, but the, the husband is sanctified, set apart because of his wife. And so you don't have to worry about, for grace, there's a grace period, you don't have to worry about, you know, just God not honoring it or giving you the desires of your heart. Key point is for a grace period. Yeah. And the thing is, the Bible says, uh, the just shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. We live by faith, not by grace. Right. So sometimes people are trying to live by grace. Mm-hmm. So a person trying to live by grace is not trying to move towards believing. Yeah. They're just taking grace for granted. Now your children take you for granted. You know, we're taking the grace for granted. Mm-hmm. And so, so just the, the mere fact that your attitude is more uh, unappreciative. See, grace is supposed to be like, while I got this grace, I'm going to maximize this time and advance while I have grace. But if the attitude is, well, I got grace, I ain't got to do nothing. That's when it works to your detriment. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So there, there is a, a grace for that. But again, we said that because that's a part of fighting for agreement. Right. And this is the thing. We're talking about agreement. So, so, so remember we said they both believe, so the person is willing to dwell. That, that if you read that scripture, it was, it's an attitude of, hey, hey, like, you know, we could do this. I got to get to this level. This is some new stuff, man. Hey, whatever it takes to do this, fine. So we're dwelling together. We're working towards the same goal. You just out ahead of me. Not I'm working against you. Mm-hmm. We're not dwelling together. I'm working against you. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to advance. We're either going to stay stagnant in this tug of war mm-hmm. or you, you may pull me and I may pull you more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so this is the thing. We're not talking about manipulative agreement where you manipulated somebody and they don't realize what they're in agreement with. And we're definitely not talking about forced agreement. So forced agreement doesn't establish covenant. It facilitates captivity. Forced agreement doesn't establish covenant. It facilitates captivity. And so sometimes we're, we're trying to force something or we're trying to manipulate something but you don't have genuine agreement. And then we go, I don't understand why God didn't show up. Because you gained it. Or you're trying to control, right? You see the difference? Yeah, so, so you know, God's not going to endorse bondage. So here's what I was trying to do uh, in, in, in establishing covenant. Um, my, my first and last, well, my, you're my last marriage. <laughs> my fir- the first husband that I had. Ain't nobody trying to hear me. <laughs> I mean, it's my story. Um, But anyway, um, so this is a good example of how I was trying to establish a covenant. So what happened was this, this, this guy, he, you know, we meet. Next thing I know it, he moved in. That's a whole nother story, okay? 
So then my thought was, hey, wait a minute. If I'm good enough for you to live with, I'm good enough for you to marry. So what is that saying? You got to do something, right? Well, then he did something. He married me. So that was a really, that was a, a forced, you know, trying to force covenant. Then, fast forward in the marriage, uh, he, you know, had some devices and things that he was working through. And then my next thing was, if you don't go to church, we done. So that was another force. So he's sitting there locking key, you know, looking like a, like a zombie, like he didn't really want to be there. You see what I'm saying? But that was forced. And so that was a good example on the front end. I was trying to actually establish a covenant. When I got in the covenant, I was trying to actually get him to, to get in agree, agreement with me because I actually was a Christian at the time. Um, and um, just basically. Was, the point is, it was after the fact. Mm -hmm. It wasn't before the I do. So when I get into it, when I walk down mm -hmm. the aisle and I say I do, and that's why we do, we're exhaustive with premarital because we want you to walk down the aisle in agreement, having all the information on the table. Not, I mean, come on, we've all been around a life where you see people that got married and then they, they, they call you up, girl, bait and switch, right? <laughs> like, like as soon as you, the deal is sealed, the real person come out? Well, you wanna know the real person when you say I do, right? Mm -hmm. Right, so, that, so that's, not, that's not for, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was, you made me think about something. So you know how you walk down the aisle and both people are in agreement at that point, right? But that's Se the wedding. Seemingly. Well, that's the wedding. <laughs> but what happens is they go from, from being in agreement, walking down that aisle, to now not being in agreement while they're in the marriage. See, you know, a lot of times people are so focused on the marriage or, or the wedding and not the marriage. And so they, it shifts. So you can start off walking in agreement, but then once you get into it, it is shifting to disagreement. So you got to fight to stay in agreement. That's the whole point. That's something you wrote. Oh, that's no, that's what, what I just said. Okay. Yeah. So God is a God of covenant. God is all about a covenant, and a covenant is agreement in action. So when I said I do, that was agreement in action. Actually, when I came down to the aisle to accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that was agreement in action. I'm agreeing to accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Yeah, there was a death, burial, and resurrection. There was a price paid for me, but I had to attach my faith to it. I had to agree with it, right? Right, because Christ is not forcing himself in my life. Man, you saved. Man, no, what you doing? No, you're going to be saved today. He ain't doing that, right? I have to make a choice, right? Uh, uh, Trina read it uh, earlier, Deuteronomy. We were talking about it at the Bible school yesterday, Deuteronomy 30, 19. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, mm -hmm. but then he said choose life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Trina was talking about uh, uh, the two natures in discipleship class this morning. Did a great job, by the way. It's powerful, yeah. right? But she was talking, uh, uh, the lesson talked about how uh, we're a product, I'm saying it wrong, but I think it's a pr we're a product of our choice. You belong, you belong to, to your choice. choice. That's, That's what it. she said. Actually, yeah. that was the topic of mm -hmm. the, the whole thing. I should remember that. So, so you belong to your choice, mm -hmm. right? So that's why agreement is important mm -hmm. because what you agree to, you belong to. So if you, you, agree, if you agree to compromise, you belong to that, Amen. right? If you, if you agree to lust, you belong to that. Mm 
But if I agree to be in harmony with God's will for our life and his promises, I belong to that. Right? Does that make sense? Right? And so, so, so agreement and action, when I said I do, I acted, I covenant with her, I acted on covenant. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know about y'all, it wasn't easy for me to walk down the aisle and accept Jesus. I had been to church before. <laughs> and then when I started going consistently, almost every week, altar call, I started to move a little bit in my chair, you know. You know, like, you know, like, okay, hurry up, get this over with. Like, every time, even when I was in college and I was just going to chapel to get the girl, when they did the part about the altar call, I'd be like, man, I, oh, hey, hey, tell you what, I'll see you later. Like, I would figure out a way to get out to church. And then when I was sitting in there all the time, I felt like I needed to move. But, I, of course, I belonged to what I was in agreement with. So I was living in sin, just visiting church. So that sin nature was like, you ain't going nowhere. When I, when I looked like I was moved, it was like somebody was sitting there going, you, I was about to use the N word, but you ain't moving. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know. And I was just sitting there like, I was like, well, I probably should go. And be like, you ain't going nowhere. Okay. You know, like I just wouldn't move. And so when I finally did, I chose to agree. Regardless of, I committed. Regardless of what I was going through and what I was used to, and I was agreeing to, the, to whatever price was coming next. You want to skip this? Yeah. Okay. All right, so, so recognize, uh, recognize agreement. Recognize agreement is not optional. It's not an option. If we want to live a fulfilling life, agreement is essential. It's not, huh, I might agree. I could agree. You know, God says something. Uh, we were talking about it in Bible school yesterday. We were talking about the law of first mention. So I said, like, if, if God shows up right now and he says, uh, let me pick, uh, oh, we'll pick Shayla. So God sitting here, God's right here. You see him. And God says, Shayla, next Sunday, you're going to be preaching. God said it. You, you, he's standing right here. Are you preaching next Sunday? She said, oh, of course. Well, guess what? When we read this word, God's saying it. Do we respond, oh, of course? Right? <laughs> Sometimes what? We, we go, oh, that's nice. Instead of saying, oh, oh, of course, we go, oh, that's nice. As if it's an option for us to comply and be in agreement with it. You see what I'm saying? But if God said it, what is it? God said, said it, it, I believe it, I believe that settles it. it, right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, so we should be rolling like, right? All right, so, so I see some yeses and amen. So, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to just hit home. So when God says you should tithe. So, so the people that tithe, you should see how people roll. Y'all roll like the people where they have the little thing up front where you get up at the church and you put your tithe in so they know you gave. That's how they responded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people that don't tithe, they didn't respond the way that y'all responded. But it's not personal. It's not optional. The things of God is not optional. We want the blessing pouring out that we don't have room enough to receive. We want the, the devourer rebuke for our sake. Right? We want our, our vine, what we produce, to cast forth in the right time and the right season, right? We want all those things. Mm -hmm. Keeping it real, to bring it close to home, we want this, this when it's cold out here, because, you know, when it's cold, when it's cold, you hear the people, oh, we used Z yesterday. 
So we're, we're at the uh, fellowship hall, and she was like, uh, Ty, did you turn the heat up? And so, so, so Ty, Ty turned the heat up. I said, Ty, watch in a few minutes, they're going to be hot. And so Z started fanning later. But now, 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 why did I use that? She has the option to say, hey, can we turn the heat up or turn it down? Right? Just like you all have. Right? We want the benefits. We want the benefits of the $10,200 that got to replace that unit next week. We want the benefit, right? Oh, you don't want the benefit? Because we'll shut all the, the air off. <laughs> and you still should be here, right? Right? So, what God says shouldn't be an option. Right? Ms. Lamar said amen. All right, so, so, so uh, Genesis 11.6. Let's look at Genesis 11.6. Again, we're talking about the power of agreement and how it's important. And I'm going to tell you, as, as, as couples, friends, whatever situation you're connected to or you're in, uh, if, you, if you can get an agreement, if you can find a place of agreement, that's why misunderstanding is dangerous because you ain't going to be in agreement. That's true. Or somebody telling you a truth in love and you don't want to receive it, they're telling you so we can get an agreement. Mm -hmm. You're not in harmony. We ain't flowing together. This is crushing me. And you go, well, too bad, so sad. You're not going to be in agreement. So the person's with you, but I used to say this about coaching. I used to say, I need to help the players to understand because otherwise they're on the floor, but they're not with the team because they're not in agreement, right? I was that guy one time. I was on the floor, but I wasn't with the team because I wasn't in agreement. I'm going to do what I want to do, mm -hmm. right? Some of us are rolling like that too. So Genesis 11. So this is going to talk about agreement. Agreement works whether it's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. uh, Genesis 11, 6. And, and, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And it says, and nothing shall be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And then you'll, if you read on, you'll see how they came down and they separated them because what they agreed to do was not in God's will. Hmm. They, were, they were influenced by a Satan Nimrod was influenced by Satan to build a tower up into Babel. This is some extra study I've done through the Kamash, but to build the tower, because what Satan was cast down. So he influenced them because he knew their agreement was so powerful that they could build the tower all the way to heaven. Mm -hmm. Right? We're talking way back in the beginning, right? And so God said, we're going to have to separate them because right now they, don't under, they're, they got their agreement part but they don't have my will part. You, you, you see the difference? Mm -hmm. Right? So, so it works either way. Did you have a thought about that? Yeah, I was thinking about us. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, there were times when um, I might be ahead of myself, though. Let's see. Uh, I think you have it in there. You yeah. talking about what we talked about yesterday? Yeah. What, 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 uh, I think it's coming up. Is it coming up? Okay. Yeah. We'll I'll wait. just do these. That's fine. Yeah, I think it's coming up in here. Okay. All right, so, so Acts chapter 1. So we'll, let's go to Acts chapter 1. So, so that, was the, that was him separating them because that agreement was, was they had the right method, but they had the wrong focus. Remember, you belong to your choice. 
So they were choosing to, to harmonize with the adversary and they were using their agreement against God's will, right? Against what he created. So Acts chapter 1. All right, so Jesus is, is transitioning and he communicates something to the disciples. He, he told them, you know, go into the upper room and wait in Jerusalem here. So verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power. Remember, there's power and agreement. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, let's see the results of that. Let's go to chapter 2. So chapter 2, we'll start it at verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 1. Right? Even though we're going to focus on verses 2 through 4. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, look, it said they were all with one accord in one place, mm-hmm. similar to Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. It says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So now you have two situations of agreement. Mm. One was led by God. One was led by the adversary. We know this was led by God because Jesus told them to go mm-hmm. in the upper room and they were in, on one accord, right? In the other situation, God didn't tell them to build no tower. To heaven, Satan influenced that, right? So, 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 so agreement is powerful when we're on one accord in God. Right, so so let's look at uh, Romans 8, another scripture in Romans 8. Because we we sometimes quote this scripture, uh, maybe, you know, we're not doing all God wants us to do, and we go, well, everything works out for good. Everything does not work out for good. Right? Just like we always say it's all good. Everything is not all good. That's not true. That's just a, a, a statement people make to justify their compromise. But Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for good. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that, that, that wasn't good, that wasn't the best move, starts to come together and work out for good. It says all things work together for good. Oh, okay, but there's a, there's a contingency. Mm-hmm. To them that love God. Mm-hmm. That's one. And to them who are called according to That word according to means in harmony with his his purpose. So, yes, all things work together for good for those that love God. See, see, remember Genesis 11, they didn't love God. Right? It says, and and those that are in harmony with or according to his purpose. Right? That's now even the things that you you missed or the things that you could have done better or the things that you may have beaten yourself up for, God works those out for good too. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a, a passage in the Bible where uh, Joshua and them come and they're supposed to take over the promised land and God told them, stay away from the accursed thing. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Achan decided to, to steal some of the, the gold from the people that they took out. He said, go take them out, but don't take their stuff because he knew the spirits that was attached to it. Achan takes it and hides it in the temple. Okay, why is that in the Bible? See, he takes finite resources, gold, wealth, and he hides it. 
he touches something God told him not to touch. They lose the battle. Joshua don't know what's going on. This is just what we were talking about before. In, in, in a household, we got to be in agreement. Let's say she's hiding God's tithe, and I don't know about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to start losing battles, and I'm, I'm coming to God like, God, we doing what we're supposed to do. We tithing. We're in agreement. We're obedient to your will. This shouldn't be happening when the whole time she's hiding the tithe because she's responsible for the fight. That's not. I'm the CFO, right, in, in, in our house. I'm allowed to be the CFO. I serve as the CFO in our house. So, so then when they, when they took her to the accursed thing, Joshua wrenched himself. Lord, I don't understand. We, you sent us to do this. He said, well, you do what I asked you to do. He says, but we're doing. He says, nah, somebody's taking up the accursed thing. And once they found out it was Achan in them, Achan and his whole family got destroyed because of Achan's choice to hide the accursed thing. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But let's say if you, 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 you don't know any better, or you're ignorant and stuff like that, and you miss it, and you, let's say you miss it, you miss it because of fear or whatever, and you get in line with God's will, and you start to love God, because you do, you give out of your love for God, not out of uh, pressure mm-hmm. or, or compliance or necessity or begrudgingly, right? I love God. I love all he's doing for me. The least I can do is be obedient to his commandment, right? And so what happens is when that starts happening, now things that even when you missed it, it started to work out for good. Joshua and them got in line. Joshua said, oh, no, we're going to clean this up. When they cleaned it up and got back in harmony with God's will, he sent them out again to fight the same people. And when he sent them out, he said, no, no, go out, go out. He says, run like you did the last time. But this time set up ambushments, right? I could be merging stories. I hope I'm not, right? <laughs> so they go out for the battle. And please, Lord, don't let me be merging stories. But when they go out, uh, the battle and the story, I'm telling you, right, I'm just hoping it's, it's, it's attached to their curse thing. I got all these stories in my head, mm. right? And when they go out, the people said, we took them out last time. They brought everybody. Let's go get them. And they ran like they did the last time, but they had set up an ambush. So the, the ambush worked because of the defeat. So it worked out for their good. Does that make sense? Hmm. Hmm. No, no it, 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 it'll be fine. It's not. So, so, so again, that it's about agreement is about harmony. It's about momentum. Uh, we, me and my wife had a great conversation on this scripture here, 1 Peter 3. This should trigger some things, <laughs> right, that you were uh, referencing just now. All right, 1 Peter 3. You know, it starts off talking about being subject and obedient to, you know, husbands and wives and stuff like that. All right, verse 7. Verse 3, 7 says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, your wife, according to knowledge. Now, 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 after the comment says, giving honor unto the wife, Mm -hmm. look, as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together in the grace of life, key word there, grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And so a lot of times, you know, uh, because God has given man the headship, you can almost not value uh, the person that you're leading. 
and you won't honor them because they, they, may, they might not have top-level authority, but it doesn't mean they don't have top-level value. You see what I'm saying? So you honor, and when it says as a weaker vessel, it's saying, one, that person doesn't have your level of authority, but it's saying their package may be different. So in our case, my wife is more spontaneous. We already told you she's the fire, I'm the focus. Uh, she's the fire, she's more spontaneous. She's a lot more sensitive than I am. So she's going to be stuff that I'd be like, <laughs> so? <laughs> you know, she'd be like, bang, <laughs> right? And so even though uh, the assessment yesterday at the Bible school was, I'll let that go. Remember when you asked who was the hardest? Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> they, they, Pastor Mel won that vote. <laughs> so, so, but, so, so what I'm saying is as we've been growing in the marriage, what I had to understand is I needed help, and the help came in this package, but because it doesn't logically look like how I would do it, doesn't mean it's of less value. If I'm the coach of the team because I have the most experience and the player is saying, hey, oh, how about we consider this? Who's coaching this team? I'm the coach, right? So you don't know what you're doing? Why are you even talking? Or because the child is the child. Oh, no, 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 no. You the child. Or, or I'm just going to put this out here. This is not as a put down. This is just as an example. But, but when I first came to my, I reunited my family when I was 14. So we was just walking. This is the first day I went with my dad, uh, hanging out at the house. We was walking, and they were talking about a, a problem. And I said, oh, you probably could just do this. But because I'm a math guy, like I see the solution to mazes and puzzles and stuff like that. I've been that way my whole life. So I just, I wasn't really in the conversation. I just said, hey, hey, you know what? If I just did this, it'll be easier. My dad turned around and said, you got a smart mouth, don't you? So now I continue walking, but I was like, smart mouth? I thought I was helping. I wasn't trying to be smart, but what was his thought? You're the child. Stay in your place. But I might have been the weaker vessel but there's an honor attached. I, I, I'm a part of the team. I bring something to the table. You see what I'm saying? And so now, because we're heirs together mm-hmm. in the grace of life. But if I keep alienating or think, are oh, you tripping? You don't know what you're talking about. Are we together? You should be happy to be on the team. Or I'm treating her like my watch, mm-hmm. an accessory, not essential. Heirs together is seen as essential, not accessory. Does that make sense? We roll together. Everybody's putting their considerations on the table, and then maybe the, the authority makes the final decision, but not without all the consideration. So now everybody's valuable, right? Just like our team here, she talked about agreement. Everybody's valuable. You know, we have meetings, and people go, well, I think we should do this. Well, I think this is best. I think, and then we come up with the solution. You see other people teaching and sharing and stuff like that, being able to go through their process, because everybody's value. Y'all should have heard the discipleship mm-hmm. class on Two Natures uh, at 9.15, meaning you might want to check it out next week. Trina did a powerful job, Amen. right? Because what? She's honored here at the church, mm-hmm. right? Does that Amen. make sense? Amen. She didn't, she didn't call up last night, and we spent 10 hours Oh, no, Trina, you can't say that. Don't use that example. We didn't do none of that, did we? No, because she's bringing, the Lord's using that vessel too. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I watched the praise team, uh, and I heard somebody that visited. They were a visiting musician. They said, man, I ain't never seen nothing like this. He said, not only are they working together, but they're challenging each other. They're speaking the truth and love. I see why they harmonize. And I experience it when I'm with them. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to say something anyway. But, you know, so, but, but I, I, I watch their flow. It's, it's a powerful thing. That's how you, they're fighting for agreement. And you see the agreement on Sunday morning, don't you? Whole atmosphere changes here. You have thought this? Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, it's important that we are able to ask questions. Because sometimes people will go to, let's say, if a husband is kind of like the head. Um, is that down there? I was looking for it. It's, the, it's, in, uh, is it in, there? it's in this section. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll wait. We'll you wait. sure? Yeah, because it, it, it fits more there. Okay, yeah. okay. You, uh, so, so, so the goal is just to be, for us to operate as one flesh. And so we're going to spend a few minutes on just how to get an agreement, how mm-hmm. to get an agreement. And so the number one thing, it takes selflessness to get mm-hmm. an agreement. And again, yes, when you start talking about relationships, the ultimate things to be in covenant and stuff like that, but covenant doesn't start when you get married. Covenant, you, you develop the nature for a covenant as a single person, as an employee, as a, as, a ch- as a child in your family, right? As a boss. I mean, you know, you have a business. You, go, you want everybody in agreement, right, with the vision, right? Suppose everybody, just, you come in there and all the machines, uh, they changed the machines, got rid of some, thought it was, you know, they were taking up too much space, and we sold those while you was away. And, you know, I think you're not charging enough. So we, we doubled the price of what people are charging to come into the gym. And we changed the classes. You know, we, go, we want to do more meditation and, 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 and <laughs> Christian science, you know. And then this music, you know, we just, it seems like you, you're trying to get a little spiritual. We don't want to do that. We want to play hip-hop. And you're going to be like, okay. It's not agreement, right? It's not flowing together. So it starts... Um, it starts way before selflessness. The Bible says mankind in the last days will be lovers of themselves mm-hmm. in the last days. Mm-hmm. In 2 Timothy 3.1. Yeah. What he's saying is mankind will not be in agreement with my will and they'll go, go at it in families. They'll go at it in marriage. They'll go at it on their jobs. They'll go at mm-hmm. it in business. They'll go at it in friendships. You notice that we have shorter long-term friendships now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nobody's fighting for agreement mm-hmm. and all it takes is a misunderstanding like even when people are changing you notice how okay you change so just stay that way they're still evolving they're going to be tempted mm-hmm. they're going to have moments but you still got to be there to walk them through making it a harmony first of all you didn't get the way you are overnight mm-hmm. you know some of you are disciplined in areas but let's, let's take it back about 15 years you won that way. But now that you've mastered that, you, you're looking at other people like, what's wrong with you? But you had the patience to become who you are. Amen. You can't let that person become who they are, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the scripture also says in Romans 1.30, it says that uh, uh, when, they, when they lost their mind, he turned them over to a reprobate mind, he said they were covenant breakers. 
They broke covenants easy. And that's what our challenge is. When we're in the flesh, we're breaking a covenant with God. When we're compromised, we're breaking a covenant with God. We signed on to something that we're not doing. Hmm. When we're not, when we're provoking our kids to wrath, we're breaking a covenant with God. Hmm. We're not supposed to be provoking our kids to wrath. Right? When we're not honoring our parents, we're breaking a covenant with God. We're not submitting one to another. We're breaking a covenant with God. God's mm-hmm. holding me accountable. I shared this with my son. I'm sure you have a thought here. If I shared it with my son, I said, son, I don't have a choice here. I got to answer to God. You in the house, we got to do what God says. This is a long time ago. I said, hey, when you move, he was getting close to 18. I said, when you move, we won't even be arguing. I can't tell you what to do in your house. I, I, I want to guide you. I'm still his parent. But, you, hey, if, if you want to destroy your house, it's going to affect you. But if you're having another vision for, from our vision in our house now, you're affecting the whole household. you bringing demons in the house, and we try to pray them out. I said, so we have to be in agreement. It ain't personal, son. I don't have a choice. You understand? Guess what? It ain't personal church. We don't have a choice. It ain't our church. It's God's. So we may not think it take all that, but we're going to do all that if God says we're supposed to do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You have a thought there? You know, I was just kind of thinking about um, <laughs> how important it really is to, to be in agreement. I remember a time when, uh, when he busted up his knee. <laughs> and... To be honest with you, I, I broke my patella playing basketball. Yeah, playing basketball. And I actually did not want him to play. And so, therefore, I didn't pray. And when it happened, I was like, yes. I mean, it was like, I'm going to be honest with you, I was like, yes. Now, I didn't really, I didn't care. I'll say this it wasn't that I didn't know how important basketball was to him, I didn't care because I felt like it was taking a lot of time away from me. So I, I allowed it though, I allowed it. So he ends up you know, with this busted knee and I go, in to the, go to the hospital with him and I was saying, see, that's what you get. I mean, like he didn't know I would say that, but I was literally thinking that in my head. And I said, maybe this is it, maybe this is it. He can, he can tie up, you know I mean, uh, uh, get rid of the, the basketball shoes and <laughs> And be done. I was, um, I was 38. Okay, so that was one situation. The second situation was he wanted to buy a Jeep. Now, we got that Jeep out there, but that's a, a loaner because our car is being repaired. He wanted to buy a Jeep. I didn't want the Jeep. Hold on. Jeep Grand Cherokee, all black, trimmed in gold. <laughs> that's what he wanted. Black interior, leather seats. And <laughs> I didn't want that, Okay. So anyway, I said, okay, we're going to go ahead and get it. But see, I, I resented the fact that we got it. How about, how about he got in an accident with the Jeep Grand Cherokee? Major accident. It was a major Well, he didn't, fortunately, he didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. But the car got demolished. <laughs> and, so, and so, again, I'm thinking, see, if you had to listen to me. She out here risking my life. 
no prayer, no nothing. I know. said, Vietta, listen to me. We literally, y'all, that, sh- that car was in the shop more than we ever drove it. Mm-hmm. That's how long it was in the shop. And when we got it out, it was time to get another vehicle. Mm-hmm. So that was just, I can't say that us not being in agreement caused that, but I can't say that it didn't. You see what I'm saying? If you really think about it. So those were two situations that I could bring up that I just, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I meant by that. Can't be. Huh? Ah, you can be in agreement. You no, can't you can't be. be in agreement with a lie. So you always gotta, you always gotta make sure that you're not like, 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 like what we did, like, you know, sometimes you can just be together and then all of a sudden somebody went left and, you, you know, they're, they're not really being transparent with the person that's still stuck, staying there. Well, well, the example is what she, the example she gave. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I didn't know she felt that, that way about basketball until she apologized to me. She says, mm-hmm. I apologize. I think a part of why you broke your patella is I wasn't praying for you. Yeah. And then with the car, we had the conversation we had, I was confessing it. And I was teaching the youth. I worked in youth ministry. I was teaching them confessions. So I said, babe, I got to get the vehicle because that's what I've been confessing. And I did a teaching where I said, you know, uh, you're praying for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. And I said, so the angels are driving my Jeep into the, into the, into the earth realm, right? So I said, you know, I said, I... You know, I got to honor what I've been speaking. I can't let the youth down. Right. So, so she, she, she wasn't in agreement at first, but she got in agreement. She got in agreement. So I'm thinking she's in agreement, but she really wasn't in agreement. So it, it wasn't the truth. The truth is she still wasn't in agreement. Yeah. You know, so. Yes, I did. I resent that. Uh, the enemy is the father of lies, and he wants us to see his lies by using our imagination uh, he speaks his lies so that we can live in his lies. Mm. So lies is something that the enemy uses to try to distract us from actually the truth. And, and so we have to make sure that, see, because, see, think about it. You're either going to be living a lie or you're going to be living the truth, right? Now, some people have taken a lie and, and, and molded it into what it might be their truth, but there is a there is a final truth, <laughs> and you know, and I think it's important that we line that truth with the Word of God and what does God say about the situation. That's good. So 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 to to establish this agreement, uh, we're gonna have to open open ourselves up to this new relationship. We have to fight through our fears of uncertainty and rest in God's free and true. Right, because the reason why it's hard for us to, to agree with someone, we don't trust, we, you know, we're trained not to trust people. Mm-hmm. And we kind of trust our control, which has gotten us in trouble more than we trust opening ourselves up. So agreement starts with trust or vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Agreement is gonna start with trust or vulnerability. Now again, I know what you're saying. In some cases, well, if I open up and I'm vulnerable, this track record may sting me, but you're really trusting God to go into the situation that God is telling you to go into. Okay, you know, so somebody's gonna convert that into, well, I, I follow what you said. I, I trusted the person. They ain't living for God, ain't said nothing about God, and God didn't tell you to be with them. Hmm. So, so, so please stop, do us a favor, stop converting stuff into, uh, to, to uh, customize your compromise. Hmm. You don't wanna do that. So be open to consider a new world view. 
be open to consider a new worldview. Mm-hmm. Now, so, so uh, the, the, yeah, that statement will be on the video. So, so the, the scripture says in Philippians 2, 3, esteem others better than yourself. Esteem others you better than yourself. So, so when I come into the relationship, what's helped me to grow is I have to be open to this new worldview. My wife came with a world worldview that I didn't have. I know what I know. I know who I am. I need to open myself up to what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I believed in what I knew, and I believed in who I am. I wasn't, I didn't come into a relationship needy. I, I, actually, I came in too self-sufficient. So me being too self-sufficient, is almost like you opening your mouth. I was like, okay, you, you, when you finish talking, I'm going to continue doing what I'm comfortable with doing. But I had to open myself up to a new worldview. Now, your worldview is, is, is shaped by repetitious information, authoritative voices in your environment. Repetitious information, which you hear over and over and over mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, who's got your ear? So it could even be the wrong thing, but you hear it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over you hear, you're always gonna have bills, son. So if I hear that over and over, I'm always gonna have bills, why pay them? Authoritative voices that are commuting, communic- it could be mom, dad, it could be somebody you look up, and look up to in the neighborhood, it could be somebody that's constantly punking you in the hood or whatever, authoritative voices mm-hmm. and your environment. Mm-hmm. Those are the things you're catching without thinking about it. And so think about some of the things when you come to church or premarital or uh, uh, Bible school or Bible study fellowship and you hear something but you already have a worldview. It's uncomfortable because you go, nah, because my philosophy is, well, I always thought that. Well, I think this, you got to open yourself up to a new worldview. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Mm -hmm. If you want something different, you got to do something different. And you got to open yourself up to what you don't know and what you can't do. John Maxwell says, if you don't know what you don't know, you don't grow. So I know what I know. And that's what stifled me in certain levels of my life. I started to grow when I opened myself up to what I didn't know. So some of the obstacles uh, to agreement is immaturity, experiences, expectations, opinions, and convictions. And I'd like to throw this one in pride. Now, uh, I thought about that one when, um, you know, sometimes people, uh, so for instance, my husband for, for a while was saying, the Lord told him he wanted to take back his choices, right? This is not the case for him, what I'm about to say, but I, I, I thought of it when we were talking about that. Um, and so, you know, sometimes people, if, if God told you to do that, if God said, I want you to take back your choices, and let's say an opportunity that your wife or what, your wife, let's just say your wife uh, came with another perspective, um, if that guy is in pride, it would be, no, I'm sticking to my gun. I don't even care if it's a good idea. 
How many people have done that? You know, you, you just, yeah, look, we have, we have somebody, thank you, sir, for being honest. <laughs> and you know good and doggone well that the, the idea that was presented was really a good idea, but for, some, for, for pride, pride will cause us to actually, um, you know, not, not, not adhere to what God is really trying to do. So we can't allow pride to actually get in the way. You want me to open up that and then you go here? Or? Uh, I'll do it. Uh, you can't avoid discovery questions. Discovery questions. Yeah, you can't avoid discovery questions. I, I think I said it a little bit earlier. You know, asking questions is so important because um, it facilitates agreement. Those answers will facilitate agreement. So if the person is punking you, you know, if you, like, you know how some people is like, okay, I don't want you to ask the question, so I'll shut you down. You ever shut people down because you don't want to ask the question? You don't want them to, to, to know what you're doing, maybe even. Um, or you make the statement, well, I'm not even going to talk to them about it because they're going to ask me questions. Right. And they may, have, they may make me change my mind. So don't intimidate the person <laughs> that's asking questions. Or if, don't intimidate them from asking questions. Can I use me? Yep. So when we, we got together, it was hard to cast vision because it's not something I had done before. And the thing about casting vision is, is it's God's telling you something that hasn't happened before. So now I got to tell my family, this is what God says, mm -hmm. and it hasn't happened yet. And so, you know, in the early years, they're looking at me like, yeah, right. But so my temptation is I wanted to, I've told you this before, but I wanted to get it done in the lab and then display it as look at what God showed me that happened. But it doesn't have the same impact, does it? Because it's already done. It has an impact when I'm willing to put myself on the line and be vulnerable, mm -hmm. share what God says. When it manifests, he hears from God. You see what I'm saying? So, but when I share it before it's manifest, what's the first thing that's going to happen? Questions. I'm going to get questions. Mm -hmm. Questions are part of it. Because the person is hearing something God didn't talk to her at that time. He talked to me. So how is she going to be rolling with something without getting clarity on how to get an agreement with it? Mm -hmm. you, it's not just husbands and wives. You have to do that with your staff, right? You got to do that with your business. You have to do that with the employees that you supervise. You just can't say, do what I do. Mm-hmm. I was going to give an example, but and you'd be it's surprised. too close to you, You'd be surprised. Some of the answers you get may even change the way you're doing things. It, it makes it clearer. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right, so make the vision plain so we can run together. I'm not running by myself. We're running together. Make it plain. And questions and clarity makes it plain. If you can't make it plain, then it's not a clear vision. You shouldn't be running nowhere. It's theory. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but you should be able to make it clear and plain. Right? Habakkuk 2, write the vision, make it plain, and they can run with it, they'll read it. Right? Yes. So agreement is broken if there's a vision deficiency. So, so vitally important because, you know, if you don't have anything that's before you, then you'll either be stagnant mm -hmm. or you just you 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 you're aimlessly going through life and you can go through life and waste a lot of time 
I mean, really, you don't have no purpose, no, you know, uh, no motivation. I mean, and you can just find yourself going to work, raising the kids, you know, coming home, sleeping, and doing the same thing all over again. And that's not the kind of life that God really wants for us. It's going to irritate you. You're going to get depressed. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, without vision, my people perish. Mm -hmm. Another version says, without redemptive revelation, they stumble all over themselves. Right. And so, 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 so we have couples that, that, that come for either divorce or they come because they're, they, they want to separate. And just about 90% of the time is a vision deficiency. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean people aren't doing anything. It just means that that leader doesn't have a clear vision. And the thing is, when it's off, when, when, when things are out of order, it doesn't mean a person can't come with ideas. You know, such and such is starting this business, I'm going to do it. Such and such is starting this, I'm going to do it. And you can do those things temporarily, but you're not in agreement. Do you know the power of two people in agreement moving towards the same thing? Mm -hmm. But what happens is people come in relationships to have, some, to have somebody as an accessory while they run and do what they want to do. But the whole time, you're carrying a weight. That person's not flowing with you. You know, they're, 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 they're reluctantly involving themselves. But it should be clear. You got to sit down and talk to just like finances. Finances blow up when people are in agreement. And you sit down and you have financial discussions. I will tell you because I didn't want to have financial discussions. Because we had so many bills. I was like, well, what are we talking about? <laughs> and, and my wife was like, we need a budget. I was like, we're going to budget debt? <laughs> I said, we ain't got no money. So we can budget all we want. We don't even have anything but her point was, let's, be, let's, let's see what we're doing. And so when God gave me the responsibility of the finances, I set it up where we could see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we created momentum and, and, and paid off our debt. But that's what I'm saying. But you got to have that conversation. Don't nobody, finances be, be destroying relationships. Be destroying businesses. Right? And so that's the thing. You want to get an agreement, and, and there should be clear vision. Mm -hmm. Vision deficiency. You sit down now. If there's no clear vision, if it, ain't, if it ain't bit you in the butt now, it will bite you in the butt. It will bite you. People that don't even know the Bible. Go, 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 to, go to some of these big-time teams. You walk in the locker room. It's vision all over the place. Statements and agree to how we're going to be in agreement. Everywhere, Coach Tressel had a big book with all types of statements. And, and when you went, went in the locker room in the horseshoe, it was all these different things put up to keep people in vision. Uh, uh, the guy, uh, John Wooden, because uh, he was a Christian, constant confessions and agreement, right? It's agreement. At 1010 every day, we say we're in a good place. Mm -hmm. When we drove into Charlotte, the peace came over me. I was like, babe, we're in a good place. And we've been confessing that ever since. You know, so, so all these things are important. And you, you blow it off because maybe you're comfortable where you are. But that's, you're in grace when you're comfortable where you are. Mm -hmm. Some, either a big financial thing is going to happen that all your cushion is, is going to use up, right? And then now you're going to need vision that you didn't have set up already. You know, now you're going to need God that, that you haven't developed a relationship so you don't know how to believe in him. So you, 
sit pretty and, and you go, and that's not a negative confession. God wants us with him and he wants us fulfilled. He wants our cup running over, so we're freed up. I went to a community yesterday. Phenomenal. This community, okay, the high school team had an arena that they played their basketball games in. I'm talking about like state of the art, like an NBA arena. Mm-hmm. J- Jumbo Trump. The, the whole, their whole sports campus, multiple soccer fields and stuff. And I'm talking about everything was state of the art, mm-hmm. uh, as if it was a major college. Mm-hmm. And it was just for their community. Recruits come from all over to that area because they say, yes, I can find 10 top, top players in this area, but here it's in abundance because they set up a culture. They're in agreement. They have vision. And it, like when I was driving through, I told her coming home, I said, listen, these people is at a whole nother level. This was in Georgia. Buford City, Georgia. I'm even say the city. It was, it was like a whole state of the art. They had a high school that looked like Cardinal Health's corporate building, mm-hmm. a performing arts center that looks like something downtown. Mm-hmm. All because everybody is in agreement, and, 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 and this is what the guy said. He said, man, the families are wonderful. No crabs in a barrel because everybody's paid. So, so everybody's supportive and prospering and moving and flowing together. No one's thinking, me, me, me. No one's hoarding. If, you are not, if you're not generous and benevolent, you're hoarding. Because you think, I'm not, I got to hold on to this just in case something happens. They, they weren't thinking like that. You don't build stuff like that that way. It's, it's, it's everything was for family. It was phenomenal. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. But everybody's so divided, no one has vision to even see nothing like that because they're thinking about themselves. Thinking about being at the house watching a big screen TV? We ain't doing nothing. <laughs> We're watching other people's vision. Yeah. No, that's really good. I mean, <laughs> vision feeds and inspires us hope um, for the future and not superficial dreams that ultimately keep us stagnant going nowhere. You know, uh, uh, I, th- I can't remember who got up there and they had a question like, you know, um, I've got all these things I got to do. I got, you know, I don't have enough time to do all these things. I think, I can't remember. I think it might've been you, but I've got all these times. And so what, 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 the, what the Holy Spirit told her to do was get it out of your head and put it on paper. And, and that's the thing. When you get it out of your head, put it on paper, well, then now it's like you can use your imagination and you're more conscious of it. But when, and then you can kind of look at it like, okay, if you, if you have to break it down, let's say the person says, well, I don't have time to read, right? Well, what they would do is they would, they would put the time that they do. They wake up at a certain time. They go to bed at a certain time. So you got, and then they work, right? So within that time, if you break down everything, you'll see that you have more time than what you think. But if you keep it up in your head, it's, 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 you're going to be overwhelmed. Well, vision is much like that. If you don't put it down on a piece of paper and you, you – uh, because here's the thing. When you put it on paper, something about writing it, it that, that makes it uh, powerful. Think about this, this written word, this written word. And so – but what it does is it, 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 it stimulates your imagination, 
And so now you can take what you've written down, stimulate your imagination to start seeing. Then you also have to talk about it. Because if you write it down and you see it, and then that, that was one day, and then you don't go back to that ever again, the, the, Habakkuk says, write it down, make it plain. They that, that read of it will run with it, right? But you got to write it down, you got to see it, and then you got to speak it. So when you do that, it'll help keep that dream alive. But if you don't, it, it just, it, it'll be a alicite alamine. So that's why that's important, writing it down, and, and, and so you have something to go. I'm telling you, there are so many people that are living life uh, with no purpose, they're just getting up, going to work, paying bills, and honestly, not even spending the time even with family, with their children. Everything is, is, is being sacrificed. Things that are good are being sacrificed just to make that dollar. Stress, re stress, and, get to the end of the week, yes. look for relief, do whatever vices. And it's, stress, relief, stress, relief, stress, relief, as opposed to flourishing. But when God brings a couple together, he intended for some miraculous things to take place. He's saying that the, the vision that I've given you is so big that it needs two of you and not one. And so what you got to do is you got to say, okay, why are we together? Why are we together? It's not because I love you, you love me. Yeah, that's, that's a part of it. But there's a reason why you came together and God is trying to really birth something in the two of you. If you see, here's the thing. Some people are like, ah, oh, go baby. You do your thing. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. I'm with you. I got you. You know, but they're, but, but they're gone on. They're not connected with the person, right? They're gone on. So it's important that the piece that the person needs that's going on is the person that's saying, go ahead, baby. They need that agreement. And so it's so easy, because I was like that. I'm going to be honest with you. When we were early in ministry, mm -hmm. uh, he, was, he was in ministry first before I became a, 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 a minister. But I was like, baby, go ahead. Do your thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Take us there. <laughs> you do your thing, baby. I got you. I'm, I'm right behind you. But it was, it was more about, like, I didn't want to take responsibility. Can I add a piece? Yeah. So, so, so but I still had a responsibility to recognize mm -hmm. that she was just go ahead. So yeah. I involved her. Mm -hmm. I, I looked for ways because God brought us together. So even when I worked for the church, when I worked for the church and I did counseling, I started to bring her in when, we, when I counseled couples. Mm -hmm. She didn't work for the church. Mm -mm. But I, but I said this would be at that time. I didn't work for the at, church. At that time, she worked, started working for the church later. And then, even uh, ministry school, I started talking to her. I was like, "Babe, you probably you got a call. You should go to school too." You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so it wasn't like I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm, I'm preaching here and preaching there, and you know, just you just sit there and look at me. Get a nice hat too. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't, no, nah, we weren't going to roll like that. We have to roll together, you know what I'm saying? Even in the church now, we were, sorry about that, hat people. Um, but but it, what she said is big. I'm sorry, I, I, I cut off your point. No, finish your point. Did, were you finished? Yeah. You yeah. sure? Yeah. Okay. I was going to get so, these two. Then we yeah, go. I just, I really do want to encourage, you know, if you haven't started um, your vision as a man, 
um, pray this week. Just pray to God and say, God, you know what? But even singles too. Even singles, yes, singles, singles, yes, for sure, because God is your covering. That is your husband. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just go before him and, and, and ask him to give you a vision. You have a thought? No, I'll share it in a minute. That's okay. Good. All right. All right, so, so this agreement, we're going to end with just these three thoughts here. Number one, uh, you can write down 2 Corinthians 6, 4 through 17, because it talks about don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Mm -hmm. Light shouldn't be around darkness. It says, come out from among them and be ye separate. Because what God is saying is, you're not going to be in agreement with me and in agreement with the adversary. It's going to cause division. Mm -hmm. All right, so agreement keeps the covenant in the gifts. Agreement keeps the covenant in the gifts. When, remember on Pentecost, when they was in agreement, the power of God shows up and the gifts started to operate. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about it all the time. Even when we were driving back, we were driving back, so we were going over uh, what we was going to talk about today. But we do that even when I'm teaching or she's teaching. All the time, we're just always talking. And, and, and insight, revelation, stuff starts to happen when you're in agreement. Bible study fellowship, we sit around a Bible study fellowship, we get to talking. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, is it 12 to 2? Is it 12 to 1? Really? It's supposed to be 12 to 1. I, I just figured it's 12 to 2 because we definitely go into yeah. 2, right? Yeah. And sometimes even longer because stuff just keeps coming out. Mm -hmm. In the morning, it's... 6 to 8. Okay, I'm just making sure. I was, it's not 6 to 7. So it's 6 to 8, but sometimes it goes over 8. Guy talk, girl talk. It's not always the same time. So people that really are not in harmony is, is like, oh, I'm doing this as a checkoff. But when you get in it, mm -hmm. you don't even notice the time. You really don't. Mm -hmm. Right? And, I, and it just flows. You know, uh, Joe did a great job on Guy Talk this week, and it flows. You ain't got to, there is no dead moment. You don't have to, there have to be dead moments because people are uh, trying to find something to say. As a pastor, you know, I'm going to say something, but a lot of times I'm saying, well, let me give people opportunity to talk. I say, well, I might not get a word in. You know, even when I have a thought, because it's so rich, because the gifts are flowing. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is the key. So I'm going to use relationships, because we're doing premarital courtship with Joe and Courtney back there. Joe and Courtney, um, that's, you know, targeting to get married this year. That's, they're right there. That's this guy in the sky blue <laughs> shirt, and that's Courtney. Actually, they're about to do, uh, uh, they're, they're facilitating the, uh, the Sanctified Singles, and they're going to have their first get-together on Saturday. Right, Saturday at, no, is it Saturday? March 5th, March 5th Saturday, March 5th mm -hmm. from 2 to 4. I just thought I'd put a plug in there for you guys, <laughs> right? But, but the interesting thing is we're challenging them to be honest about their picture mm -hmm. because everybody comes into a relationship with a picture. So I use them, husband and wives come in with a picture, people come into church with a picture, and sit there and be like, this ain't my picture. Mm -hmm. We don't have your picture. We don't know what your picture is. You got to talk about it. You, you, your picture could be off. It could be unrealistic, mm -hmm. as Pastor Mel was saying, wrong expectations. It could be based on what you were used to. You could be a part of changing the picture here, mm -hmm. right? And so we always tell couples, share your picture. Because people come in for divorce because I've had people, once the person said why they want a divorce, the other person was sitting there going, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You never told me this. I didn't know that's what you want. They felt that it was bait and switch. 
The person says, how could it be bait and switch when I, I didn't agree to the picture? I didn't even know what the picture was. You had, you had a mindset. Put it all on the line. Share, the, share those pictures. What you saw happening in the relationship, your dream for the relationship, whether it's church, whether it's uh, business, whether it's marriage, courtship, premarital, whatever relationship, friendships. You mad at the guy because you see him as your best friend, but he don't see you as his best friend. And so you go, you're supposed to be my best friend. I ain't talked to you in a week, huh? <laughs> I'm connected to folk, but I don't need to talk to nobody all week. Like, how, is that your expectations? Because we might have to revisit this. One person met me and said, uh, God told me you're my spiritual son. Forgive me, but this is the truth. Well, I ain't going to say your name. And so, so Carla House one day was like, well, you haven't called. I said, huh? Well, you haven't called. I said, now, you said God told you that I was your spiritual son, right? So if God told you Keith was your spiritual son, God would have told you, Keith, don't just be calling people like that. I said, I'm not calling my parents at the expectation you're, you have. So, so, so you sure God told you Keith? <laughs> right, so, so I didn't even feel obligated because you had a picture and then you committed to saying something without saying, hey, now, God told me you're my spiritual son. This is my expectations. And then I would have told you at that time, well, I might not be the person because that's not going to happen. Right, share that picture, and then we must be pliable to create new, a new vision portrait. So, well, we're challenging Joe and Courtney, I'm just using them because they're in, in the premarital process, share the picture, but also be pliable to create a one portrait. Mm -hmm. Some of us are living life, even in marriages, businesses, and everything, people are living life with two different pictures. Yep. It's not one portrait. Right. That's what's going to facilitate the anointing, uh, harmony. Some people are sitting around like, if she say my name one more time, just one more time, go ahead, say it one more time, I'm about to blast you. Or, oh, what do you want? Why are you, what, 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 what? <laughs> Can't you see I'm watching the game? Listen, work, game. Bro can't enjoy nothing. I'm working all day. What you doing around here? Okay, so I'm, listen, this is my chill time. But that's, you're being unfair because you both need to have a picture. Did you sign on saying, now listen, when you get, we get married, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to work. That's all that I value. Long as uh, I keep the heat on and long as I bring money in the house. After I work on the weekends, I do nothing. Nothing. <laughs> all right. That's it. I mean, I understand this God stuff, but, you know, I, I, I do God, but, you know, I have my, my, my little drink here and there. You, you want to sign here? Because if you sign here, I'm not changing. That rarely happens. After you sign, then you go, what the problem is? That's not fair. Oh, that's good. I mean, because honestly, so many people. Yeah, you finish with it. Yeah. Uh, so many people, um, couples, we'll, we'll say couples. Um, they don't know each other's vision or the, each other's um, picture. So a woman can say, well, when I get married, you know, I really want us to be a team. I want us to do things together, you know, and then 
because uh, you brought up something that was big. The man is thinking, well, you know, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to get out there. You know, don't I keep the heat on? You know, type of thing. And to make a marriage work, it needs both parties. Now, if there's one person that's actually not working, then the other per and the other person is working. That person at home, that should be their job. That, that really should be their job. They should make it just as comfortable as possible so when that man or that woman gets home, you know, it's a good environment. He's safe or she's safe and feel like, you know, I'm home. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. It is so imbalanced when the woman or the man, I'm not going to be partial here, the woman or the man is busting their butt, both of them, busting their butts. They come home. And because the person, had, one person has a picture of, oh, the wife or the man takes care of the dishes, the cooking, the cleaning, and all of that, they don't know how it's getting done. They just know it's getting done. Mm. And the woman or the man is feeling resentment after a while because it's, it's, it's an unfair, it's, it's imbalanced. When you got two people, when you got, when you have two people working, you have to pay attention. How is this stuff getting done? Because what happens is you start to take for granted the person for granted, and they build resentment. So you really do need to like really, really come together and ask the person, because the person could be, and for the sake of this, what I'm saying, he could be a male chauvinist person. Let's say the person just feels like, hey, you know, uh, you the woman. You take care of me, you take care of the house. Now I'm working too, and you're working, but this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. What a woman really needs to step up and tell the man, hey, I need help. Because if she doesn't, she's gonna explode. She's gonna break down, and, it's gonna, and, and she's gonna feel like he doesn't care. And it's not that he doesn't care, but he, you never shared your picture. Yeah, he's operating off a of default. Yeah, you never shared your picture. Like, you know, and then he, he definitely didn't share his picture because if you heard his picture before you got married, you'd be like, oh, baby, no, we need to make some adjustments here. You know what I'm saying? We, we need to talk about this. So, but it's, it's still not too late to do that. So, so, so for us, uh, we come together. You know how sometimes as a man, you, you want to, you, you want, well, I'm going to, work and you know because you just meet the person you're not gonna have to do anything hmm. all right that's 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 nice but it's not always feasible and you may have to work to get, you may have to work together to get there so we get together and and so shortly after we got together she started to she wanted to start this business and so I, I, I was working crazy hours but but the funny thing about it I wasn't I wasn't a complainer I'm not I'm not She'll tell you, I'm not a complainer. So I would come home. I didn't know she was, okay, she was doing bids. You can only do with so many bids. You can't do bids for eight hours. But when I came home, it was like she was doing bids for eight hours. And I told her one day, I said, babe, you did the bids. You did the, uh, make sure the drop shipped every day. I said, and it's 12 o'clock. I said, so you really don't have nothing to do? I said, chill. You may not have this time. But she was acting like she was working. But, but, but it showed me she was mindful of, man, he out there grinding. Now I want to do whatever I could. I'm not just going to take him for granted. She wasn't trying to take me for granted, but I wasn't trying to take her for granted. When she came out there, to, when she started to go back to work, she was working for this uh, mortgage company. And the guy 
were too big to fail. You remember the mortgages started to go crazy, so she couldn't close loans, but she had worked in her contract, she would get paid. Anyway, this guy made her one day wait all day for her check, almost like he made the deal, but he felt, he's a young guy, he's about 27. And she was like, babe, I'm just sitting around here. This dude's just making me sweat for my check. And I felt so bad, I said, my wife out there being played by somebody that don't know how to care for her. But she's not supposed to be helping in his vision. I'm supposed to have a vision that's supposed to, that she's supposed to feed and help. So I said, as long as she's out there grinding and dealing with people that don't know how to care for her, I got to make sure I create an environment that's, that helps her to be healed and whole, not to make her work even harder. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times we're taking people for granted and don't understand <laughs> we're supposed to be working together. So we share stuff. We pass the church. I just told you my schedule yesterday, running around yesterday morning from Friday night being here because we had to do, I, I was helping with sound because Marcus is gone, right? But we're still working together. <laughs> I'm not saying, okay, babe, did you iron my shirt? I'm not saying that. I'm ironing my own stuff. She ironed my pants after I ironed, ironed them yesterday. So we, we both are working to try to help each other. She saw him hanging there. She says, I ironed your pants. I said, well, I already ironed it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But, but what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is we're working together. Mm -hmm. Who's got this? Who's got this? Who got the meal? Who got this? I told you, I wash clothes all the time. I rarely fold them. She does the folding. You know what I'm saying? When she has time, it's not like I go, did you get them clothes folded? Because I washed them. We don't be rolling like that at the house. Mm -hmm. Did you pick that up? What's wrong with you? Because we have to be realistic about our schedules. But we're, we're a team, though. We work together. Yeah. We cook together. We do stuff like that. Why? Because we both got to take care of the girl. Let's say if I was just working, I guarantee you that girl be trying to figure out what to do to make sure everything was freed up while I'm working. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. If she, if she, oh, matter of fact, she was working when we came out here. Before I started working a part-time job, we started the church. I wasn't sitting around the house, <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch every series that I could. Mm -hmm. I spent five hours with God. I spent uh, multiple hours with, with vision and uh, getting the 501, three C3s, copyrighting logos, things like that. And then I would sit her down and walk her through the steps toward the vision so she wasn't thinking, man, I'm out here. I'm the wife. I'm out here crying. <laughs> this dude chilling. We always work together. Work it together. And, and so that's what we want to say because we're fighting for agreement. So that's all we're going to have. We're not going to do uh, uh, comments and questions today because we didn't want to keep you guys mm 